Hi everybody and welcome back to the Dark Histories podcast. Again I want to thank people for listening and subscribing. The support is massively appreciated. In episode 3, our podcast will be going over the Japanese Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwangtung Army, or Unit 731. This story gets very dark, and we'll go into detail on what Unit 731 did to men, women and children, the methods they used and the experiments they performed. So I would listen with caution. But without further ado, sit back, relax, for more dark history. Inner and Outer Manchuria is a region in the northeast of China. Inner Manchuria had been in the sphere of influence of the Japanese since the Russo-Japanese War of 1904 and extended to Outer Manchuria during the Russian Revolution in 1917. In 1931, Japan's Kwangtung Army invaded China after the Mokden incident, which was a false flag orchestrated by the Japanese as an excuse to invade and setting the stage for the Second Sino-Japanese War in 1937. The Japanese would establish a puppet government in Manchuria, changing the name to Manchuko. Sorry for going off on a bit of a tangent there. But just a brief history into Manchuria, where Unit 731 would set up the root of evil. In 1932, the chief medical officer to the Imperial Japanese Army, Surgeon General Shiroishi, was placed in command of the Army Epidemic Prevention Research Laboratory, or AEPRL. Ishii organised a secret research group known as the Togo Unit for chemical and biological experimentation in Manchuria. Ishii proposed the creation of the Japanese Biological and Chemical Research Unit in 1930 after two-year study trip abroad on the grounds that the Western powers were developing their own programme. The Togo unit were placed in the Zongma fortress in the village, a hundred kilometres away from Harbin, the province capital of Manchuria. Prisoners who were collected from the civilian population of Manchuria were generally well fed as prisoners go. Rice, meat and fish were all part of their diet. Occasionally they were given alcohol. But this was more for the benefit of the experiments than the people as Ishii wanted them in their normal state of health at the beginning of the experiment. Over several days, prisoners were eventually drained of blood and deprived of nutrients and water. Their deteriorating health was recorded. Some were also vivisected, which is a practice of performing an autopsy on a live subject. Others were deliberately infected with plague, bacteria and other microbes. In the autumn of 1934, the secrets of the unit were under threat. Numerous jailbreaks and an explosion which was believed to be the act of sabotage. This prompted Shiroishi to close Zongma Fortress and move to Pingfang, 15 miles south of Harbin, 
and set up a much larger facility, a six square kilometre complex serving as the Japanese research and development unit for biological and chemical weapons. When Emperor Hirohito ordered the decree for the expansion of the Kwangtung Army, Shiroishi's Togo unit and Yuriro Wakamatsu's unit would be absorbed to form the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwangtung Army, or Unit 731. In addition to the establishment of Unit 731, the decree also called for the establishment of an additional warfare development unit called the Kwangtung Army's Military Horse Experiment Prevention Workshop, later referred to as Manchuria Unit 100 and a chemical warfare development unit called Kwangtung Army's Technical Testing Department, later referred to as Manchuria Unit 516. After the Japanese invasion of China in 1937, a biological and chemical warfare unit was founded in major Chinese cities and was referred to as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Supply Unit including Unit 1855 in Beijing, Unit 1644 in Nanjing, Unit 8604 in Guangzhou and later Unit 420 in Singapore. All of these units comprised Ishii's network and at its height in 1939 was composed of more than 10,000 personnel. Medical doctors and professors from Japan were attached to Unit 731 by the rare opportunity to, to conduct human experiments and strong financial support from the army. So, this section will be going into more detail of what Unit 731 did in their experiments. Some people may find these things described quite distressing. With that warning out the way, I'll begin. The special project codenamed Maruta used humans as test subjects to experiment on. These people were rounded up and imprisoned from the surrounding population and referred to as Marutas or Logs. This term originated as a joke among staff due to the facility being officially known to the local authorities as a lumber mill. The test subjects chosen were intentionally varied and included common criminals, war criminals, political prisoners and groups of ordinary citizens rounded up by the Japanese military police. The vast majority, around 70%, were Chinese, while more than one quarter of the prisoners were Russian babies, young children, pregnant women and even the elderly were all included among the victims of the experiments. The members of the unit included approximately 300 researchers including doctors and bacteriologists. Prisoners were injected with diseases disguised as vaccinations to study their effects. Also the effects of untreated venereal diseases were studied 
male and female prisoners were deliberately infected with syphilis and gonorrhea. Prisoners were also repeatedly subjected to rape by guards. One cruel and barbaric experiment was vivisection. Thousands of men, women, children and infants interned at the prisoner of war camp were subjected to vivisection, often without anaesthesia, usually ending with the death of the victim. One member of Unit 731 admitted to vivisecting a pregnant woman. The woman had been infected with various diseases and then had her organs removed while she was alive I might add so the researcher could study the effects of the disease on them. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles bridges to asylums wandering spirits to demons Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Some prisoners had limbs amputated to study blood loss or had them reattached to another part of their body to see if the body would reject it. Some prisoners had parts of their organs, like the brain, lungs or liver, taken to see how long they could survive, and others practiced the removal of the stomach and the attachment of the esophagus to the intestines. It's estimated 1,000 Japanese researchers partook in vivisection in Unit 731 facilities. Unit 731 and its affiliated units 1644 and 100 among others researched and developed experimental deployment of epidemic creating bio-warfare weapons in assaults against the Chinese populace throughout World War II. Plague infected fleas were bred in laboratories and spread using low flying planes over Chinese cities creating a bubonic plague epidemic which killed tens of thousands of people. Nanjing, which had been subjected to a brutal massacre at the hands of the Japanese in 1937, was chosen for an expedition to spread typhoid and paratyphoid fever. The Japanese poisoned the wells, marshes, houses of the city as well as infusing germs in the snacks to distribute them among the locals. When the epidemic broke out, The researchers rejoiced when they discovered that paratyphoid fever was the most effective of the two pathogens. At least 12 large-scale field experiments of bioweapons were undertaken by Unit 731, along with 11 cities being attacked with bioweapon reagents. An attack on Changda in 1941 reportedly led to approximately 10,000 biological casualties and 1,700 deaths among ill-prepared Japanese troops, with most cases dying due to cholera. Japanese researchers performed tests on 
prisoners with bubonic plague, cholera, smallpox and botulism and other diseases. This research led to the development of the defoliation Backley bomb and the flea bomb used to spread bubonic plague. Some of these bombs were disguised with porcelain shells, an idea proposed by Ishii in 1938. These bombs enabled Japanese soldiers to launch biological attacks, infecting agriculture, reservoirs, wells, as well as other areas with anthrax, plague-carrying fleas, typhoid, dysentery, cholera, or other battle or other deadly pathogens. During biological bomb experiments, researchers dressed in protective suits would examine the dying victims. Infected food supplies and clothing were dropped by aeroplanes into areas of China not occupied by Japanese forces. In addition, poisoned food and candies were given to unsuspecting victims. During the final months of World War II, Japan planned to use plague as a biological weapon against San Diego in California. The plan was scheduled to launch on September 22nd, 1945, but the Japanese surrendered five weeks earlier. Plague fleas infected clothes, infected supplies encased in bombs were dropped in various targets, the resulting cholera and anthrax and plague was estimated to have killed at least 400,000 Chinese civilians. Tullamera, which is commonly known as rabbit fever, was also tested on Chinese civilians. One of the most cruel experiments was carried out by Army engineer Hisato Yoshimura. He would take prisoners out in the freezing weather and dip various appendages into water of varying temperatures and allow the limbs to freeze. Once frozen, Yoshimura would strike their affected limbs with a short stick, saying it emitted a sound resembling that of which a board gives when it is struck. Ice was then chipped away, with the affected areas being subjected to various treatments such as being doused in water or exposed to the heat of a fire. Yoshimura was considered as a scientific devil and a cold-blooded animal by his peers, which is saying something coming from the rest of the Unit 731's reprobates. One experiment of Yoshimura's that was documented sees two naked men out in minus 40 to 50 degree weather and left there until they froze to death. This agonising ordeal all caught on camera. Female prisoners were forced to become pregnant for use in an experiment. The hypothetical possibility of vertical transmission from mother to child of diseases, particularly syphilis, was stated reasons for their torture. Fetal survival and damage to the mother's reproductive organs was objective of interest. Though a large number of babies were born in captivity, there has been no accounts of any survivors of Unit 731, children included. It's suspected that the children of female prisoners were killed after birth or aborted. 
while male prisoners were often used in single studies so that the results of the experiment on them would not be clouded by other variables. Women were sometimes used in bacteriological or physiological experiments, sex experiments, and as the victims of sex crimes. Normal weapons would be tested on prisoners. Grenades, flamethrowers, knives and bombs, to name a few, were used to see the effects each would inflict on a human body. Researchers could determine the best course of treatment for varying degrees of wounds sustained on the field by Japanese soldiers. Chinese prisoners were exposed to direct bomb blasts. They would be strapped, unprotected to wooden planks that were staked into the ground increasing distances around the field. Unit 731 tested many different chemical agents on prisoners and had buildings dedicated to gas experiments. Some of the agents tested were mustard gas, lewisite, cyanic acid gas, white phosphorus and adamasite. In other tests, subjects were deprived of food and water to determine the length of time until death placed onto low pressure chambers until their eyes popped from their sockets, experimented on until determined the relationship between temperature burns and human survival, pumped full of horse blood, hung upside down until dead, crushed with heavy objects, electrocuted, dehydrated with hot fans, placed into centrifuges and spun until death, injected with animal blood, exposed to lethal doses of x-rays, subjected to various chemical weapons inside gas chambers, injected with seawater and burned or buried alive. In addition to chemical agents, the properties of many different toxins were also investigated by the unit. To name a few, prisoners were exposed to tetradoxin, pufferfish or fugu venom, heroin, Korean bindweed, bacteria, and castor oil seeds, also known as ricin. Massive amounts of blood were drained from some prisoners in order to study the effects of blood loss, according to former Unit 731 vivisectionist Okawa Fukushima. In one case, at least half a litre of blood was drawn at two to three days intervals. With the war in Europe drawing to a close, and the coming of the Red Army, the Japanese operations and experiments still continued. Ishii had wanted to use biological weapons in the Pacific since May 1944, but his attempts were repeatedly snubbed. In August of 1945, the unit had to abandon their work in haste. Ministers in Tokyo ordered the destruction of all incriminating materials including those in Ping Fang. Potential witnesses, such as 300 remaining prisoners, were either gassed or fed poison, while 600 Chinese and Manchurian labourers were shot. Ishii ordered every member of the group to disappear and take their secrets to the grave. Potassium cyanide vials were issued to use in case the remaining personnel were captured. The facility 
were blown up during the final days of the war by a skeleton crew of Japanese soldiers from the Kwangtung Army, ordered to destroy any evidence of the activities of Unit 731 and their affiliated units. When the war in Japan abruptly ended with the dropping of two nuclear warheads on the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki on the 6th and 9th of August 1945, then the declaration of war by the Soviet Union, the Japanese subsequently surrendered. The US Army were in Yokohama to rebuild a Japanese state under the command of General Douglas MacArthur. Among the individuals in Japan after the 1945 surrender was Lieutenant Colonel Murray Sanders, who arrived in Yokohama via the American ship Sturgis in September of 1945. Sanders was a highly regarded microbiologist and a member of the American's Military Center for Biological Weapons. Sanders' duty was to investigate Japanese biological warfare activities. At the time of his arrival in Japan, he had no knowledge of what Unit 731 was. Until Sanders finally threatened the Japanese with bringing the Soviets into the picture. Little information about biological warfare was being shared with the Americans. The Japanese wanted to avoid prosecution under the Soviet legal system. So the next morning, after he'd made his threat, Sanders received a manuscript describing Japan's involvement in biological warfare. Sanders took this information to General MacArthur, and with this, MacArthur struck a deal with Japanese informants. He secretly granted immunity to the physicians of Unit 731, including their leaders in exchange providing America but not the other wartime allies with their research on biological warfare and data from their human experiments. American occupation authorities monitored the activities of the former units, members including reading and censoring their mail. The Americans believed that the research data was valuable and did not want to other nations, particularly the Soviet Union, to acquire the data on their biological weapons. Sadly, justice really wouldn't be served for the Chinese, Russians and the POWs. Trials were set up but out of the public eye, with the Tokyo War Crimes Tribunal hearing only one reference to Japanese experiments with poisonous serums on Chinese civilians. This took place in August of 1946 and was investigated by David Sutton, the assistant to the Chinese prosecutor. The Japanese claimed the evidence was vague and uncorroborated and it was dismissed by the tribunal's president, Sir William Webb, for lack of evidence. Then came the Kaharovsk war crime trials, the Soviet Union pursued the case and prosecuted 12 top military leaders and scientists from Unit 731 and its affiliated biological war prisons. The Japanese doctors and army commanders who were perpetrated in Unit 731 experiments received sentences from the courts ranging to 2 to 25 years in Siberian labour camps. 
the United States refused to acknowledge the trials, branding them communist propaganda. The sentences doled out to the Japanese perpetrators were unusually lenient by Soviet standards and all but one defendant returned to Japan by the 1950s. Under the American occupation, members of Unit 731 and other experimental units were allowed to go free. On May 6, 1947, Douglas MacArthur, as Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces, wrote to Washington that additional data, possibly some statements from Ishii, could probably be obtained by informing Japanese involvement that information will be retained in intelligence channels and will not be employed as war crimes evidence. One graduate of Unit 1644, Masumi Katsuma, continued to do experiments on unwilling Japanese subjects from 1947 to 1956 while working for the Japanese National Health Institute. He infected prisoners with Rixina and mental health patients with typhus. Shiroishi, as the chief of the unit, was granted war crimes immunity from the US occupied authorities because of his prevention of human experiment research material from 1948 to 1958 less than 5% of the documents were transferred into microfilm and stored in the National Archives of the US before being shipped back to Japan. It wasn't until August 2002 that the Japanese began to look into Unit 731's activities when the Tokyo District Court ruled Japan had engaged in biological warfare. However, they rejected the victims' claims of compensation on the ground that they had already been settled by international peace treaties. In October 2003, a member of the House of Representatives for Japan filed an inquiry. Prime Minister Junichiro Kurumuzi responded that the Japanese government did not then possess any records relating to Unit 731 but the government recognised the gravity of the matter and would publicise any records that were located in future. In April 2018, the National Archives of Japan released the names of 3,607 members of the Unit 731 in response to a request by a professor of the Shinkai University of Medical Science. quickly when I've been researching this for my TikTok videos or the YouTube video I've done on this it really reminds me of some sort of sci-fi novel nobody could be this cruel but I do guess sometimes fact is stranger than fiction how could all these researchers be so desensitised to this I mean in our time we see a lot of gruesome stuff in movies or just on the internet in general but it's another thing to actively tie down a person, dissect their body while they're still alive, and not give them any pain-killing drugs. It's disgusting that most of these people got away with it stock free. In Europe, tens of thousands of Nazi perpetrators were certainly tried and some executed for their crimes. But the Japanese crimes, they were certainly on par or even worse, were mostly covered up. Now, of course, I'm not condoning either, but where was the moral compass of the US at the time to condone the trials against the Nazi war crimes but cover up the Japanese ones? 
Anyway, like I said, it got dark very quickly, and I would like to apologise to anyone this has offended. Now, I feel quite cringy asking for reviews and follows, but if you could drop me a review on your respective podcast provider, that would be a massive help. A follow if you would like to hear more, and if you think someone else would like these, please share. It really does help. Also, if you want to join the community, we do have a presence on on YouTube and TikTok. I'll put links in the descriptions. Right, with all that rubbish out of the way, I promise episode 4 will be a a little lighter, but we will be looking at some other evil person. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and I hope to see you again for more Dark History. Music